I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Suck a dick, suck a dick, suck so many dicks, suck a suck a <laughs> Okay, take three. This is our third time trying to record. this. See, this is, man, we haven't recorded this particular show in so long. We can't get our schedules to match up. We're both uh, tired all the time, and we have freaking now we're having all these equipment problems maybe maybe the universe hates our show no no our show is top of the line top notch just it doesn't understand it yet it's like oh like what you're in season three already no nah, you guys need to wrap it up and i'm like fuck you right speaking of uh actually we're beyond season three at this point because oh, yeah. Already, yeah we're uh, we're this is the fbi's most unwanted and i'm matt I'm I'm pissed off, sweaty, chin beard, <laughs> Justin. Holy <laughs> 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 oh, shit! You killed me. Oh, I'm just looking at myself in the in the camera, and because I'm at an upward angle, because I do this on my lap ninety percent of the time, I'm like, God, I really do have a little bit of a shave fucking that chin neck, beard. buddy. You get that neck beard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh god uh oh today we are talking about uh season four episode 10 titled paper hearts directed by rob bowman written by vince gilligan uh originally aired december 15th 1996 uh the guest star of this episode is tom noonan who people may remember as Francis Dollarhide in Manhunter, Frankenstein's monster in The Monster Squad, Kane in RoboCop 2. Uh, he also was in the 12 Monkeys TV series, which I never watched, but I know it ran for three years on sci-fi, so people did like it. Um, I guess. I never watched it. I didn't either, but I do know people uh, did enjoy it. Um so anyway, uh, that is the guest star. He plays the the villain of this episode. A uh, little bit of uh, behind the scenes is Vince Gilligan came up with the concept for this episode while uh, thinking about the long running storyline of the abduction of San- uh, Samantha Mulder. And he thought, what if we question, what if we seriously question whether Samantha actually was not abducted by aliens, but was rather murdered by a child killer. So that is kind of the plot of this episode. <clears throat> so we like this is a freaking weird ass episode. This one's really bizarre. Um, the supernatural aspect of this episode, I think, is in question. Mulder introduces the idea of a supernatural element. But I tend to think that it doesn't exist at all and that this is kind of just a character piece exploring 
continuing to explore Mulder's trauma relating to the disappearance of his sister. It's, I feel like it's kind of the same deal for the most part, uh, especially as we go through this episode, but the, the weird, the, how they, as we get to it, like the weird crux of the quote unquote supernatural bit. Yeah. Felt, it felt kind of like weirdly thrown in. Yeah. Uh, in order to keep the story going. Yeah. And I think it just kind of is how Mulder operates sort of um, because even, well, we'll talk about it because I think even um, Scully for once actually does introduce a much more plausible. When I say for once introduces, she always introduces a more plausible explanation, but within the show, we know that her explanation is always wrong. I think her explanation in this case is the correct one, but we can talk about it when we get there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Mulder, he dreams of a red laser light coming in. Well, we don't know he's dreaming at first. He wakes up and there's like a laser light in his apartment and he follows it. And eventually we realize he's dreaming because it leads him to a corpse of a young girl in the woods who sinks into the ground. And, um, then he wakes up and he calls in a search party because he knows that he is going to find another victim from a case he was on earlier in his career, uh, catching serial killer John Lee Roach, who murdered supposedly 13 girls and whose modus operandi included cutting a heart out of the clothes of each victim. Which creepy, very creepy. Um, yeah. The whole that whole opening bit's just so funny. It, it's funny because not funny because of the murder, but like he gets a team out there and Scully shows up and he's like, "It's you got a forensics team out here digging on a Sunday because you had a dream." Yeah. And she's like, "Yes, Scully, we've been over this like fifteen times throughout the series." Yep. <laughs> I absolutely did. But of course they do find the body. Uh, It is there. Uh, Mulder had originally captured Roach by deducing that he committed the murders while traveling as a vacuum cleaner salesman Uh, dated, dated door to door vacuum cleaner salesman. Yep. They never found Roach's collection of the hearts that he cut out of the clothing but he did confess to all 13 murders. However, now the discovery of this body means that he actually killed more people, uh, more girls rather. So they have to go see him in jail. Uh, Scully deduces from an autopsy that the skeleton of this victim, she died in 1975, uh, meaning this was actually earlier than the FBI thought that he had been killing girls. So they, some, so Mulder's like, okay, we've got to find those hearts. Um, They, they searched everywhere, uh, but 
he remembers that Roach owned a white El Camino. <laughs> yeah, because they go and visit the the fa- the father or grandfather of the dead girl the that they found. The, yeah, the yeah. father of the dead girl, and he's the one who says, "How many more people like me are you going to visit?" Yeah. You know, and they remember, uh, and Mulder's like, I bet they're in that car. And Scully, Scully's like, well, they probably searched that car. And Mulder's like, yeah, but I didn't search that car. Yes, because it's Fox. <laughs> so, of course, they go. They find this young guy who had bought the car at, like, auction, you know. Um, He's fuck, The kid's <laughs> fucking creepy, too. He's like, you're saying that my car was once held, owned by a murderer? Oh, yeah. He was really into the idea that his car was the car of a serial killer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he didn't do that. People, but I just... those, those people exist, though, weirdly enough. Because, um, like, uh, John Wayne Gacy painted when he was in prison. And people own those paint. I wouldn't fucking want one, but people own them. It's like, it's the same idea when in a horror movie, when a family moves into a house, but they were told beforehand, it's like, yeah, a lot of people died in this house. And they're like, perfect. Justin, you have been searching for an apartment. You know how expensive everything is. They probably got that house for way below market value and are like, fuck you off thousand people could have died here i got this house for a hundred grand under market price i mean (laughs) i mean if i came across that you bet your ass i'd go for it they live there because it's cheap okay yeah exactly i'm poor give me a house they're probably gonna start haranguing the ghost for rent money they're like god it's fucking expensive I get the I get the warns the I get the warns to come out and be like I don't want the ghost gone I just want it to pay rent <laughs> I don't want the ghost here just at least if they're not gonna pay rent they better at least do the dishes yeah or do some sort of dusting I don't care do housework yeah <laughs> earn your keep if you're gonna live here ghost god damn it you're gonna pitch in yes because <laughs> I'm not moving yeah fuck you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, basically Roach had hidden his heart inside of a copy of Alice in Wonderland inside the lining of the, uh, basically the, the truck bed cap, uh, they called it the camper cap. Um, but the red light called it the mad hat. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's there. There's a little bit of stuff in here about like he's the Mad Hatter and the girls are Alice. Uh, it's but they not, never really go into it. There's just like a thrown in bit. Like this yeah. is what he based his whole thing on. It's like wait, you really gotta explain this to me. Yeah, it's not well developed. They the 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 hearts are inside a copy of Alice in Wonderland, and then later. Mulder mentions something about, you know, oh, Alice, and he's the Mad Hatter, but it doesn't really hold water. No, nah, um, not at all. It's like brought up three times in this whole in the whole episode. Yeah. Uh, so they they find out there weren't 13 victims. There were 16 victims. So they have now two more victims that they don't know who they are. So they have to go to prison to visit roach they hope to learn the identities of his victims however roach 
of course, serial killer in prison has to play mind games because that's the way these things go in TV and movies. Uh, never mind the fact that real life serial killers are usually stupid motherfuckers on TV. <laughs> they are. Uh, oh, man. You Fucking must- Hannibal Lecter style. Oh, yeah. The there have. <clears throat> There have only been a couple of actually really smart serial killers. The rest of them are really dumb. And the only reason that people think they're like super smart is because they get away with their crimes for so long. And it's like, no, that's not because they're smart. It's because they're good at one thing in life. And the thing they are good at in life is killing people. So they are dumb and terrible. (laughs) So, um, But anyway, he he's like, oh, I'll tell you all about it if you can swish it from the three point line, because they're talking to him in the prison gym. And of course, Mulder swishes it from the three point line. And he's like, ah, never mind. I don't want to. And he walks away. And so then Mulder dreams about the night of Samantha's abduction. So we see again Samantha's abduction, only this time when the lights come. The lights are a car's headlights shining in through the windows. And it is Roach that walks in and steals or steals, abducts Samantha instead of aliens. So now it's implying that maybe Mulder um, sort of had an easy, like maybe had like a, a mental block going on where maybe he was remembering it was aliens because it was easier to for his mind to process that she was abducted by aliens than she was just taken by just a guy that killed her, you know? Um, So, but of course he wakes up convinced that this is the real story of what happened to Samantha. Like he's of course. Yeah. Oh God. Like it turns out that, uh, so he goes there anyway. And he goes back to the prison and he says, you know, what about this night that my sister disappeared? And Roach says, oh, yeah, I was in uh, Martha's Vineyard and I actually sold a vacuum cleaner to your dad. And Mulder punches him. Um, Or was that later? No, 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 you're right. Because he started giving off more information about like yeah his sister and like his family and stuff and yep. so she just clocks him in the well, face Mulder hauls off and punches him and he says to the guard this this man punched me in the guard of course uh child molesters and child killers do very badly in pr- like they are scum even in prison yeah uh, so the guard is like i didn't see anything and scully's like yeah but i did like what the fuck and Mulder starts telling her about and she's like Mulder he's he's in here he has access to the prison's computers like he can just look up things about and he can look up things about and plus she also says earlier on about Mulder's dream she says you've been thinking about this case your whole life just because the case was closed doesn't mean it ever left your mind did you ever think that maybe you just kind of never stopped thinking about it and like solved it in your sleep because your brain just kept going over and over the case and now she says he's he's messing with you like he looked you up 
and like knows things about your family. Like, don't let him bug you this way. But Mulder, of course, is like, no, I, I have to know. So <clears throat> he goes to his mother's house and he finds a vacuum in his mother's house. Uh, apparently the same model that the guy. Yes, it was a prince, like a pink. Like he got the yeah. the princess model that was pink. It was like a deluxe, like top all of the line at the time. All I can personally assume is that it was probably like the most popular model that year. And he was taking a shot in the dark. That yeah. happened to work out, you know, because um, I still think the, the supernatural connection that Mulder brings up later is just too tenuous to, to pan out. And the way it's done throughout the episode just doesn't really connect. Yeah. It's just like it's a fine episode, but it's like it's mm-hmm. like uh, you're it's like pulling like these like the weirdest threads. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Mulder ends up in Skinner's office and Skinner's like, Hey, do you mind telling me why you punched a federal prisoner in the mouth? And, uh, he's like, uh, agent Scully didn't tell on you. Like it was on video. You, you were in a prison. That's protocol. Like, what is the matter with you? (laughs) Like I, and, but they, but basically they convince him. Uh, Skinner that he needs to keep seeing Roach and so he questions he brings the other two hearts to Roach in prison and Roach is like oh maybe one of these is your sister yada yada and he's pick one pick one of the hearts and I'll tell you where she is and so he picks one and they find another body uh, and Roach is like well that, that wasn't her because it wasn't her because uh Samantha broke her collarbone falling off a swing and this skeleton didn't have a broken collarbone at any point in her life. Uh, there's no signs of a broken and, and healed bone. And so basically um, <laughs> you're right there. Yeah. I I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, yeah. Because from this point, from this point, he, then he has a whole talk with, cause he had to go They're like, well, it's not your, it's not your sister, yeah, but it is so, someone else's kid. So yeah, we gotta go take care of that. But then there's a whole conversation where it basically is. But basically, yeah. Roach is like, well, the final, the, you had a 50, 50. Sh- that's what I was trying to figure yeah. out. Uh, that's what I, I had a vapor lock on Roach says, well, you did have a 50, 50 shot and you found that girl. And so the last one is Samantha. And I'm only going to tell you where she is. If you take me to the scene of her abduction. So, uh, Mulder is like, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. And, and secretly takes Roach and gets on a plane and takes him to Martha's Vineyard, and they arrive supposedly at the house. And Roach is like, "Oh yes, I remember." And he sits on the same. He's like, "I, uh, I came in here. I was gonna kick in the door, but it was the '70s, and and it was already unlocked. And I remember, like, you were sitting on this couch here and everything." And Mulder's like, "Ha, 
Ha! I got you! <laughs> big step, phony! You big... Hey! You're a phony! You're a big, fat phony! <laughs> he goes, this is my dad's house. My dad bought this house after my parents got divorced. He didn't even have this house until six years after Samantha disappeared. And the house that she disappeared from is like 10 miles from here. And, you know, uh, I got you. And this is the part where his whole thing comes in where he says, I think that you learned all about Samantha's abduction by somehow getting into my dreams. And I'm like, uh... well, even even Roach was like, say what now? <laughs> right. And yeah. he, he's like, um, He's like, yeah, I think I think you did all this just to toy with me, just to get out of jail and go on a little vacation. And, and you have been toying with me in my dreams. OK, Fox, um, <laughs> sure. And he's like, I'm going to take you back to jail now, because obviously you're not going to be able to tell me where Samantha is. You're a liar. And Mulder falls asleep. And he has another dream about Samantha. And when he wakes up, he's handcuffed and Roach is gone and his badge and his gun are gone. And Skinner shows up and is like, you took him out of prison without permission and then just let him go go and Mulder's like I, I I must have done it in my sleep and I'm thinking to myself no you probably fell asleep he probably woke up took everything from you including the handcuff keys and like why were you sleeping in the same room as him? yeah it's so bizarre how come you didn't get him a separate room and handcuff him to something in that room or or if you're going to sleep in the same room handcuff him to something don't you oh, i thought he was handcuffed to the bed oh was he handcuffed yeah he was he had one oh. one of his wrists was handcuffed to like but it's not like a sturdy part of it it's like near the leg yeah uh, so maybe Mulder did like undo him in his sleep i still think maybe he managed to get himself out but whatever uh, so, and basically they get a call that a girl has been abducted and yeah, a girl that they met yeah. on the plane. Yep. Uh, that they met on the plane. She was abducted and Roach had used Mulder's badge to, to take her for, you know, uh, what, a, and then there's like a, a bus yard, like a junkyard full of abandoned buses. And Mulder goes on the bus and he finds Roach there and Roach is holding a gun on the girl. And Mulder is like, you know, pretty good with the girl. He's like, honey, can you just like close your eyes and count to 20 for me? And she does. And the whole time he's Roach is like, I, I, I'm not going back to prison, Mulder, like you're not going to get me out of here. Like I'm going to shoot this girl or you're going to shoot me. I I'm not going back to prison. And Oh, by the way, like if you do shoot me right now, you're never ever going to know if my last victim was really Samantha or not. 
And Mulder essentially in the la- like the in the last moment, he notices that Roach is about to pull the trigger and shoots him through the head. He just it's it's either save this little girl's life or know for sure if Roach killed Samantha. And obviously Mulder is like, no, I've got to save this little girl's life. And he shoots Roach through the head and he's dead. And in that moment, uh, uh, Skinner in the background has one of the funniest lines where he's like, call an ambulance. He's dead. Skinner, the man just got shot through the head. Like (laughs) you don't need an ambulance. Yeah. Call a, a, I mean, call yeah. Call a, I mean, I guess even if somebody's dead, you call an ambulance because the ambulance, I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. I mean, they usually take them away in the ambulance either way, but that does seem very, like, stupid. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and the, the, the episode just ends in Mulder's office staring at the final cloth heart, and he puts it away, and he'll never know if it was really Samantha's or not. Although we as the audience kind of suspect because this is the X-Files and we've already seen the Samantha clone uh, a while back working on that bee farm. Yeah. So we kind of, this is an odd one because of the question it raises about whether Samantha really was abducted by aliens, even though, we already know that this is probably not how Samantha died because we've seen the Samantha clone episode already. Yeah, it, it felt weirdly out of place because it's like if you really wanted to build up the suspense of like Mulder not trusting his own instincts of it, then you would play that before the bee episode, beehive sure. episode. Although that beehive episode, I think was last season. It was like a whole season ago. Yeah, that was last season. So when this episode was introduced, like, it's not a bad idea. Like I like the episode, but the idea in and of itself is sort of out of order. Yeah. (laughs) Just only because of that episode where there's the Samantha clone, like uh, the idea of was Samantha ever really abducted by aliens is, is an interesting one but ultimately feels out of place. Yeah, it's like, this has felt more like a, fil- like I actually like the concept of, of the serial killer, the whole, like the idea of the serial killer had a couple other bodies and you attack, like that in and of itself, like, okay, that's fine. And then it's like, oh, one of those could be Samantha. I'm like, okay, doesn't make sense very much from the way things have been going, but all right. Uh, and then the weird mind link thing, uh, which is just like, okay, now you've kind of like crossed a weird threshold that I can't really follow. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and it works really well in the history of Mulder because up to this point, we've learned that Mulder is really good at catching serial killers like he was very promising when he was going through uh the academy and he's caught several serial killers in his career but 
he mostly joined the X-Files to find out about, or he mostly joined the FBI to uh, research the X-Files because he believes that Samantha was uh, abducted by aliens. So bringing the ideas together of maybe I thought Samantha was um, abducted by aliens, but maybe she was actually killed by a serial killer and maybe I've been following the wrong trail and all this other good work I've done catching serial killers has actually been, you know, what I've been is, is Samantha's actual legacy is like, I'm honoring her that way. It, I, I don't know. I, there's a lot here that I like that I think would have been better placed. Some obviously they couldn't have placed it anywhere else because uh, Vince Gilligan couldn't have had the idea sooner than he had it. Like, he yeah, it's just, it's, it's, that's all it is to me is it's weirdly placed. Otherwise, like this is a solid a episode. It could be an a plus if it existed somewhere else in the timeline. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I put it a little bit lesser. Like I put it at B plus for myself only because mm-hmm. of, the mainly just because of all the the placement and like all the pieces that don't necessarily fit together but otherwise like yeah the, the it's a solid solid story just kind of just doesn't make sense in even, the grand scheme because even the accusation Mulder makes of i think somehow you're entering my dreams could work earlier in the series because Mulder it could show it could illustrate Mulder desperately trying to hold on to ideas of the supernatural over the harsh reality of just a human monster murdering his sister yeah um but again here it doesn't hold water (laughs) so I don't know anyway that is uh paper hearts next week's episode is weird um sweet that's the only way i know how to describe it i haven't seen this episode in a while so it might be better than i'm remembering it i can't remember the quality overall of this episode i just remember the overall plot and that it is weird so it is called el munda gira and it is loosely based on the idea of el chupacabra but ultimately has nothing to do with el chupacabra so okay then yeah we'll have we'll have that discussion next time (laughs) hell yeah yeah all right later everyone later the fbi's most unwanted is a production of two broke geeks entertainment and is part of the atomic geekdom network find the flagship two broke geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com you can find the atomic geekdom network at atomicgeekdom.com our artwork is by justin kowalski you can find him on twitter at j underscore rocka our theme music is by tony longworth you can find him on twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth, Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks.